0: Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni, welcome to Classic Loveline episode 515 from September 18th, 1997, a Thursday night show with guest Fiona Apple. This is the only appearance we have of Fiona in full. We heard a partial of her first visit during some best of episodes recently played. That was from her visit on 11-11-1996. However, the majority of that show is still lost to the archive. She was also on MTV Loveline on January 19th, 1997. And a couple fan files of this episode have been floating around, but now we have the official version in full. This is a studio tape. Adam says that Dr. Drew digs Fiona while his mic is turned off. Fiona reveals she is currently, at the time, dating David Blaine. And caller Victoria praises Fiona for a speech at the VMAs. They play her song Criminal, and she leaves towards the end of the show. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997, some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathward on Current Day Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast One.com, the home of all your podcast. podcasts. And if you'd like to support and follow more of my work, please see SuperFanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The
1: following program is
2: a Podcast podcast1.com production.
3: <sighs> two
2: welcome Love Line, with adam carolla and dr drew
4: would you sleep with sick women i may be
2: pregnant but i'm still a man
4: spank the
5: unruly ones it's indecent it's vulgar it's blasphemous i gonna write you till you
6: can't stand up come
7: on come on let's go down all right all right keep your shirt on
6: lines meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla.
7: All right. Drew is so enthralled in the wonders of magic that he uh, has neglected his duties as I a do, talk uh, show co-host. Go get Fiona, would you? All right. All right. Anyway, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And uh, here comes Fiona Apple, everybody. Quite a, uh, quite a star these days, Fiona is. Now, Fiona was on the radio show six months ago?
8: I have no idea. I have no sense of time anymore. My
7: bad. Well, it was, it was less than a year, quite easily. And it well, was, I'm all
8: of a sudden on the show. I was just having a conversation in the hallway, and then they said, come in, and now I'm all of a sudden on uh, the
7: I show. I know. We run things pretty loosely around here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, congratulations on all the success since the last time we saw you. The first time Fiona came on, we'll just call it uh, five, six months ago, there wasn't a big c- crowd out there that had uh, gathered to get autographs and whatnot, right. if you noticed. Big difference a few months makes.
8: That's because I wasn't very famous then, but now that my album has sold more... I'm a better person more people like me.
7: You know, uh, I know you're saying that with your little <laughs> tongue and your little cheek, but it's true. <laughs> it's the way society works. It is sad, but it is true. But you know what, Fiona? What? I would have loved you anyway if you didn't sell you one CD. You hate me. You hate me. What do you me. mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. What do you mean I hate you?
8: You hate me. Why do you say that? I know that you hate me.
7: I Please, I it. do not. I can see it. Drew loves you.
8: I know Drew loves me. I love Drew.
7: I'm mildly infatuated <laughs> with you, but it certainly do not come close to hate. I know you're saying that in jest. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really think I hate you, do you?
9: Keep at him. Keep going. Yeah. I no, do. this is good.
8: Why? Yeah, I do. Why? Why would I hate you? I don't know. You just, you just do. You
7: know, you know, you know we, we were all... <laughs> because what? Why I mean, would what, you hate what, me? What would your indicators be?
8: Well, I'm a completely and totally 100% negative person. Right. I'm a little brat. Right. And um, everyone hates me.
7: Oh, everybody? Yeah. No, not yeah. me. Okay, good then. No, you're, you're doing it just right. Now, here's my thing about you, Fiona.
8: Oh, you have a thing about me? Yeah,
7: I'll tell you my thing. <laughs> okay. You're a quiet person.
8: No, okay.
7: When you're, you know, not performing. Yeah. You're uh, a busy person. Yeah. You're a tired person. You're a little disoriented because, um, you know, they're running you ragged. Yeah. You're doing all these appearances and playing and whatnot.
8: You trying to say I look ragged?
7: No, you can't look ragged at twenty. Okay. You really can't. But it's amazing <laughs> it's how in ragged. A couple of
8: weeks. I'm amazing. About to go back out on the road. How
7: ragged you can look at like twenty-four. That's the scary part. <laughs> but uh, the point is, is I know you're a person who likes her space. Yes. You know. Uh-huh. And. I know you don't like when people get in your face and... Uh, so you're saying you're just you.
8: trying to not get in my face?
7: Yeah, I try to give you your space. But
8: I'm so much more fun when you get in my face.
7: I know, but that's like, it's like an on-air thing. I know I know we'll have our moment in the sun when the mic heats up, but uh, when the mic is turned <laughs> off and we're standing out in the hall, oh, I don't want to bug you.
8: Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. So you're saying that you're completely different from everyone in Hollywood in the sense that when the microphone is on, you'll be my friend, but when it's off, don't talk to me.
7: I would like to talk to you when the mic is off, I'm but sure I'm just giving you your space. Okay. That's all. All right. You know what I mean? All
2: right.
7: I don't want to get rejected. Drew, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. You're just backpedaling all over the place. I don't know what the I've never
9: heard so much double talk in my whole life. What are you talking about? All right. Now, we were all at that studio at MTV a couple weeks ago, right?
7: Yeah. How did he treat was how long ago was that? It seems like a, it seems like a couple of years ago, but it was a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Wasn't it?
8: Oh, when we did the T V thing.
7: Right. And uh no 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 no.
9: Just at the that new thing at Times Square. Yeah. Oh You played live. for
7: for the uh studio.
8: Did I see you there?
7: Yeah, see, that's my point. <laughs> see, I walked up and I said, uh, hi, Fiona. I'm sorry, there was
8: so much he, space around you that I just you. couldn't tell. He, mis- he mistreated
7: you there. That's where you are getting your impressions from. No, I did not. Uh, I was on to uh, Serena, right. the news chick at pra- that you point. but
9: leaped across the hall onto Serena and left Fiona standing there while you were talking to
7: no, her. No, before I pounced on Serena, who, by the way, started the pouncing by coming over to me. That was her big mistake. But she was just walking down the hall. I, she stopped and said her mom liked the, the TV show. <laughs> hey, shut. Hey, Mike, shut. Drew's microphone <laughs> off for a minute. Would you have had enough out of him? All right, so Fiona... I saw Fiona and I came over to Fiona and, you know, Fiona's like a deer in the headlights, you know? I mean, there's a lot of stuff oh, going really? on in her life right now.
8: I'm like a deer in the headlights? Yeah. You're, you're
7: dazed and confused. I mean, you don't even know where you are right now. You're getting pulled a lot of different directions, right? Yeah, that's true. And you're a person... I mean, you're, you're smart, intellectual somewhat introverted person, I would say,
10: mm-hmm.
7: who's had all of this fame and all of these accolades and all of this, um, all this input thrust upon you in a relatively short period of time. Mm-hmm. Am I right?
8: Uh, yeah, I guess so.
7: And sometimes it's hard to process, isn't it?
8: I don't think it's... H- yeah, it's hard to process and therefore I don't process it, I right.
7: think. Right. Right, so you just stand there with a sort of glazed look. Yeah. And meanwhile, record raps and agents and managers and publicists and a-holes like myself all come by and they all want to congratulate you and they all want you to come do something oh, for Oh,
8: I that. see. You're being a little bit, like, coolly standoffish.
2: Right.
7: Right. I see. Right.
8: You, you, you got my attention because you didn't give me attention.
7: That's right. I
8: fell victim to the classic hard-to-get game.
7: This is how I work all my relationships, too, by the way. So we don't really need to take anyone's
8: calls, actually. We can just work on our own little love line problems here right now.
7: It is more important than any caller. Uh, tonight. I totally agree with you on that. But I came up to you at the MTV thing a couple of weeks ago. I shook your hand. I said, uh, That was a very nice performance. You did a beautiful uh, acoustic piano thing. And I said, uh, Drew's mic's still off, by the way, so don't try to talk to <laughs> And I said, uh, Hey, it'd be great if you could come on the show whenever you whenever you <laughs> like. I left the open invitation. I didn't know you'd be on this quickly. But uh, we are glad to have you. We consider you a friend of the show. And oh, Drew. I'm a friend
8: of the show? A friend of ours. Oh, very, oh, we are the you. show. <laughs>
7: okay. All right, please. Don't make everything I sound, uh, say sound so uh, petty and condescending. A You're a friend. We consider you a friend. Do you consider us uh, a friend? Yes. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm
8: so, thank you for saying that. Okay.
7: And Drew really digs you. And that may not mean much to you, but do you know why Drew, Drew hates me, everybody. Do you know,
8: no, no, But do you know why, though? It's There's a very logical explanation. Because I was raised by therapists. <laughs> So everything that I say is merely, uh, you know, a regurgitation of what therapists no. have said to me. I'm actually not a real human being.
7: No, he does not dig you for your uh, your uh, pull and play quality. It sort of remember those uh, remember those games you get your kids where you point it at a pig, oh, yeah. and then you yank the string. Fiona's like that. You just point uh, you you point the little so farmer's arm. You this at, echo that makes you sound like
8: God now. Hello.
7: Hello. All right, Mike. St- Mike, what are you doing? Your own show in there? Please. All right, turn the mic on just for five minutes. We'll try it as a trial. We'll see how it goes. And where was I? No, Drew. Uh, I'll C- tell C- you. I'll tell you why Drew C- likes C- you. C- Drew. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you tell the audience why you like Fiona so much? He uh, and, and has to and ask
8: what, you to tell me why you like me. No. He, why he should Adam's I tell he, you he, why he likes you? No, because you're just too un- uncomfortable to tell. Me I'll why tell you why. You, why, like
7: you me. want me to tell you why I like you? Yes. All right. Can I start with Drew? I'll start with Drew, and then I'll, I'll warm into myself.
8: Okay, I understand.
7: Drew likes you because he sees <laughs> uh, he sees a lot of... First off, he's seen that you've been through a lot in your life. Oh,
8: I get it. He doesn't respect me for my intelligence. He pities He's a you. therapist, and he wants to save me. That's a new one.
7: He'd actually like to... I've never uh,
8: experienced this before. He'd,
7: put you, he'd like to put you in a big jar of formaldehyde right. and keep you in his basement. No, no, please don't. Uh, hold on. Engineer Mike, uh, shut Fiona's mic off for a second, too. <laughs> All right, this way I can I can We're talk both oh, no, I'm on. Okay, yes. You know my my ultimate dream is when uh, everyone's mic shut off and the phone lines are shut off and I just yap for two hours straight. That's going to last one show. Yeah. All no, right, don't try to talk. It would look like a scene from Frankenstein with people with the torches. Let torch me explain, Fiona. Don't, don't. Yeah, it's off. No, don't it's on. try to no, talk. No, no, That's because no. you're talking too much. Just relax. Let me let me tell you why you Drew likes you. Turn the mic on. <laughs> turn the mic on. I'm trying to tell you why to live here. Invite me
8: here and then shut me up. Oh, I no, didn't that, invite. That you. <laughs> I
9: I am I am a a a, a saver. That's my my instinct. Is to save people. Right. It's not not a healthy instinct necessarily.
7: But it's fun to save save talented, good-looking people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's an that, element. That maybe what on. you're picking up on. It's no fun saving. Also, she was what? very nice to my daughter. Yes. Which is huge it goes very Here's a lovely picture of us just before we brought you out on stage in San Jose last weekend. Oh, look. All right. So Drew is a bit, he won't admit it, but I think he's a little bit enamored with Fiona. A little bit. I mean, you know, if you're a few years younger and the wife wasn't around and so on and so forth. A few, yeah,
9: you know, 10 years. But it's bizarre to even think that way when you're, that you know, I'm twice her age. You can't even, like, it's not even makes sense. Mm, yeah, I know, but look at Fiona. Well, it's but it doesn't
8: make sense, but because it, for other reasons, not because they're twice my age, though.
7: Mm-hmm. Let's explore those other reasons. What? Uh, I like
8: mean, what? we all know that I'm wise beyond my years. That's I mean, true. Haven't we read that in everything that's ever been written about me? That's true. I'm wise beyond my years. I think everyone else is just mature. stupid. <laughs>
7: but yeah, all, all right. Well, I you're, think that too. you're very mature for a twenty-year-old yeah. who just turned twenty the other week, by the way. Yes. Uh... Drew, why wouldn't you? Uh, would you date Fiona if you were uh, 10 years younger? Drew has an age thing. What's wrong with the age it, thing right now? You're 39, she's 20. She- uh,
8: Drew has a ring thing.
7: Oh, I have a kid thing, too. But that's
9: that's beside the point. It's Drew has a
8: sane thing.
9: Yeah, it's not even... Let's listen to music for a minute. Drew, you're it's falling hard. apart tonight. No, no, no. Oh, I've not been feeling <laughs> well tonight. Yeah, it's part of it. I, and I knew you'd be attacking me tonight, so I'm I, not attacking.
7: I'm just trying to. I'm d- attacking the truth, Drew. That's all.
9: Yeah. Uh, I suppose it, it's true. it is so hard for me to even think that way at this point in my life. I'm not thinking. But just turn the work.
7: calendar back ten it's years. Anim- Come on. It, oh, I'll tell please, Drew. Come on. No, no. All right.
9: If I if I say no, you're going to turn it to yes anyway. So yes. Okay.
3: That's
7: all <laughs> I want. So, all right, and, and what I want to say to you, Fiona, is is we have a lot of guests uh, come through these doors, a lot of big-name bands, and yes. Drew could give a rat's ass. He's mm-hmm. rarely heard of them, and uh, even if he has heard of them, he doesn't care. There's okay. only there's only a handful of people from the hundreds of guests that we have on this show that Drew truly likes, and you're one That's of true. them. That's true. That is true.
8: Well, thank you. Can I ask Drew a question? Then? Yeah. What does it mean, psychologically, that Adam here has to... Voice your expressions He has to express himself By saying what you think And not what he thinks
9: Well he's getting to his he, He's too uncomfortable With his So he has to make Me uncomfortable first More than he would ever be oh. Before he can come up With his level of anxiety. Now
7: this is the way Drew feels well, I'll speak <laughs> well, Not for you <laughs> Would you like me To speak my mind Yeah now? yeah your turn uh, You mean what I think Of Fiona honestly Yeah uh, Very talented um, Got a lot of rough waters Going, going uh, beneath the convenir veneer
8: that's a good thing, though, I think.
7: It is good for, like, two months if we're talking about, like, a relationship.
8: Oh, I'm not talking about oh, I'm a talking about a relationship. Please. Oh, well, why are we talking that? <laughs> Let's just
7: go to the phones. <laughs> come on, talking hypothetical. Okay, okay,
8: okay. You know.
7: Yeah. I mean, I know I'm, I'm not oh, your come type. Oh, on. I'm please. not the artsy type. I know you need a guy with, like, a, a, a tattoo on his nose earring or something like that, right? I'm not i type. My Adam. You just my Oh, that's him. your boyfriend? Oh, the ca- the card guy? yeah oh yeah the he's good card
8: guy oh
7: he's excellent yeah uh, fiona's my,
8: my boyfriend excited you
7: fiona 's boyfriend is um Made our hands i don't explode. i don't know much about magic uh, all I could remember is Marshall brodeen selling those uh cards on the channel nine when i was uh, five and a half years old. But this guy is the most amazing card, sleight of hand, uh, magician uh, I believe I've ever witnessed. And we,
9: and we each witnessed it for like two minutes and our heads exploded.
7: Absolutely bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it is, um, a yeah, hundred years ago he would have been burnt at the stake. <laughs> Eight, ten years ago I would have burnt him at I, the stake. I state. was sitting here I wanted to burn started, him at the stake. And Adam goes, oh
9: my God, that's not magic. That's that's some kind of wizardry. It's, you're, you're, it's you're sorcery. That's
7: what he is. He's, uh, I don't know, what's his name? David Blaine. Got to change it to Merlin Blaine. This guy is uh, absolutely amazing. Is that what won you over?
8: Um, no. I mean, not the cards. He's got he's he's got some stuff going on. Yeah, he's that I, uh, that I don't understand. He
7: seems that. like he's killed a few people though. It's a little bit scary. Does <laughs> he does he have any kind of record? Not that I you actually, want to talk about. I can't really. Talk All right. About Let me finish my assessment of Fiona, and then we'll 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 uh, right, it's go almost into time some for commercial. We'll go into calls. Well, Fiona's a big guest. Right. We we're here to talk to her. And, um, <laughs> <that> <laughs> Unless I, I talk I, too much and we right, but you, you shut her microphone you off. You want That's me to just fun, you want really? you want me to talk to you as a host or as a man? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to vomit or be comfortable? <laughs> no, I mean uh, seriously. Do you, you want my my uh, my host impression of you? My
8: your host impression of me? You have yeah. an impression of me?
7: Yeah. I mean, what I think of you.
8: Okay. Well, why don't you give me both?
7: All right. The uh, My host impression is is uh, you're a real good guest on this show because uh, you're smart and you got a little sass in you and you got a good sense of humor and you sell records and people want to hear what you have to say. And you're young, but you're sharp. And usually you don't get that because uh, you usually get the old smart people that no one wants to hear from. Or you get the young idiots who uh, people want to hear from except for they're bored. When they hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Fiona's a nice okay. mixture between, uh, ha- you know, she's writing the demo and uh, she's real intelligent, real wise. I'm an and, all-around and like girl. Yeah. You're, you're, well you're really quite a, quite a package. So yeah. uh, that's why I like in. and that's why I'm glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much. And as a man, obviously you're a beautiful woman. Probably be a little scary to be in a relationship with uh, Fiona. I'm guessing, like, kind of a handful. But when things were, were, were going good, they're really going good. You know That's what? what I'd think.
8: I'm a cool girl. I'm not such trouble.
7: You're not? No. I'm guessing, uh, I've used this analogy before, but I, I would think Fiona would be like a, a vintage old Jaguar 12 cylinder, which is just the most beautiful thing in the world when it's running, but a little temperamental and uh, in the shop quite a bit. Yeah, but it's worth it, right? Yeah, you know, When it's running? Yeah, but you kind of have to have a second car, you know, because.
8: <laughs> oh no! You know that what I'm saying? Because you, you can't count on the world. Jag
7: all the time. It's always in the shop. You need a loaner once in a while. Uh, you don't okay. go for that. Sure. Okay, okay. nothing special, just like a, you, you know, just a it's fine. Up pickup truck. I, I, it's
8: fine. I have a very good impression of you now, and we really okay. don't need to talk anymore.
7: All right, John. Here. John, yeah. you're 18.
2: Okay, I'm going to try and fit a whole lot of talking into a little bit of time.
7: That's
9: what Adam does every night. (laughs) It seems to take a whole lot of time every time he gets going. All right, Drew. (laughs)
2: Um, Anyways, first of all, I can't believe I'm on the phone with uh, Fiona and Drew and Adam. Um, First of all, Fiona, I'd like to say that I, for one, loved you. The first time I heard your voice, and, uh, you know, you got my complete respect and admiration and all that good stuff. Thank you. And... uh, I'd love to spend more time praising you, but I got a little bit of a problem here. Um, okay, story of my life goes a little something like this. Me and my mom don't like each other. Uh, my brother doesn't like me at all. My dad loves me a lot, and my sisters are indifferent. And I'm caught in a little bit of a situation here. Um, I need to uh, move back to, my, to the town where my parents live, but I don't know anybody up there. I don't got any money, and my mom won't let me move in. And my brother's in jail, and, uh, you know, he beat me up. My dad, he wants to leave my mom, but he doesn't have the cojones. And uh, sort of wondering what I can do here, sort of. Uh, uh,
8: you got the cojones. You can just get out and just make your own life. You're That's d- what it sounds Your
7: dad like and your now. mom live together, right? Yeah. But your mom won't let you back in the house. Right. Uh, All right, you're 18. You
8: don't want to be back in the get house. Get out of man. there.
2: Well, uh, I got a little legal thing that says I have to go.
8: What's the legal see, thing? See,
2: I'm on probation until I'm twenty one. They can tell me where to live. For what? Huh? <laughs> oh, I used to have quite a drinking problem, but uh That's it? Huh? Well
7: Would you I, get a bunch of five oh twos or something?
2: Well I get real drunk and I'd go out and I'd do weird Kill. No. Let me I, see. I i i like kick down a couple of doors and, you know, uh burglarized a place or two and mm. but but oh, hey, this is teenage
8: that's angst. I know a lot about this. <laughs>
2: yeah, we sort of had the same upbringing. I mean, I didn't have anything quite as vicious as, you know, what I hear about you. But, you know, I grew up with counselors running me and everything, so.
8: Well, uh, well, can you, is there any way of living with your mom with, and being able to, like, kind of avoid her?
2: Um, not really, because she doesn't have a job. She doesn't do anything
8: but spend my dad's Why are they telling you to live with her? That's bizarre. Because
2: they're stupid.
8: All right, but
7: John, here's the situation. You're world-class pain in the ass, right? I mean, you're making everyone in your family miserable and ashamed. You're you're worried about your mom. You're worried about your dad. (laughs) Meanwhile, you are the black sheep of this family. Now, here's what you need to do. You need to grow up, straighten up, and fly right for a few years. You need to go back, live at home because you have no choice right now. You need to kiss your mom's ass because it's her house and because it's um, your mom and because you screwed up so much you don't have any alternative at this point. And you need to just go out and get involved with stuff and don't ruffle your mom's feathers. See if you can enlist your dad to help you a little bit with your mom. But I'm guessing that your attitude is so effed up, John, that the second you walk in there, you start laying it all over the house like you're a uh, wallpaper in the place and she's tired of you. I'd love to hear her side of the story. I'm sure you've done some weird drunken stuff in her presence as well.
2: No, uh, she's never been around me while I was All drinking. Right.
7: But, All right, but John, uh, just bite the bullet, go back home, and suck it up. Stay for out of a stay few. Out You know of what I would chaos, do? I would get
8: into my own head. I would treat home just like I would treat school. Because you know that, I mean, whoever's out there, you know that when you go into school, you're not really... You know, you know that what's going on is a little bit of BS, you know. Right. And so you kind of get into your own mind and you got things going on and, you know, you're developing your own personality and your own, you know, uh, thoughts about things. Um, do that at home, too. Well, we're living, in so- like, you know. we're
7: living in a society now where people are, uh, they don't want to take any crap from their boss. They don't want to take any crap from their parents. Yeah, sure, I got loaded a few times and kicked in a few doors. My mom's riding me, and that's that's BS, man. It's like, hey, screw you. Here's the, here's the message uh, I'm trying to give everyone in life. Until you can pull your own weight, you can't tell anyone to F off.
8: Yeah, but you know what? You know what kind of really really pisses me off hmm. is the fact that like my whole generation i feel has this whole pressure on us to save the world from everything that the generations before us have done to screw, really? it, to screw it all up and we're not allowed to be kids so like we're i'm this guy's 18 years old and he's being like punished for having drank but i mean you drank but he got out of control that,
7: that's his deal
8: okay so i'm not saying that he shouldn't be punished but i'm just saying that like you know you're saying you know don't ruffle our feathers you're saying you're just assuming that since he's the 18 year old he's the one that's kind of you know know in the wrong and that his mom you know is i'm what i'm sure one that needs to be
7: I'm, i'm sure his mom is a piece of work i'm sure his dad's a piece of work i'm sure his entire family's a piece of work i'm just saying when you have no alternative like, um, when I got tossed out of the house when I was 19 and I went to work uh, during construction, I had a Vietnam vet foreman who was hopped up on painkillers, used to, like, <laughs> cuss at me, and he'd say, go to the truck and get the level out of my truck, and I'd start going for his truck, and he'd start yelling, run, run to the truck, and I would run. You know why? <laughs> Because I had no choice, and I didn't <laughs> sue him, and I didn't get in his face. I just hauled my little hairy ass out to the truck, and I ran back with the level. And I, you know what? I said to myself, w- I will run to his truck so many times, and then one day I will get myself out of this crap, and I will be yelling at people to run to my truck. And now... I sit up in my house that's and yell at people to run to Get my truck. Get in your own
8: head and absorb it all, but don't pay any attention to it. Like, absorb it all and let it fuel you for the rest of your life. Like, you were, you were pissed off at that man that was telling you to run for the truck, but now look what you're doing, and it's probably partly because of the subconscious angst that you have, you know? You just got to kind of, you know, push on.
7: Uh, that's what I'm saying to him, too. He's got to bite the bullet for a few years and then make his own way. All right, we got to go to break. We took uh, half a call that break. When we come back, and Fiona, I'm going to give you the break to think about it. We've uh, described what we, what we love about you. You can talk about what you like about Drew and possibly even myself. Okay. That sounds fair. Thank you.
9: Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and of course, it is winter and cold weather's here, and it's getting even colder. And for some of you, that means dry, itchy, so-called winter skin. Now, instead of using the same old anti-itch product this winter, consider using something new. It's called Tricom. A recent study showed that it is more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone, which is what you get over the counter, TRICOM works on skin irritation and be sure it is in fact just irritation. If there's any question, of course, see your physician to make sure it's not a significant medical or dermatological condition. TRICOM is backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TRICOM does not stop your itch, you can mail them the empty tube and you will get a full refund. Now if you have this so called winter skin, get a tube of TRICOM for your medicine cabinet, your car, your desk at work, it can help. It's guaranteed. Itch relief that is more effective than hydrocortisone with none of the potential side effects of steroids. Find the white and blue box in the anti-itch aisle at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS Pharmacy. What's up, everyone? This is Kellan Quinn from Sleeping With Sirens, and I'm turning things up as I bring you my new podcast. We like it loud every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com. I've got exclusive interviews with the hottest bands on the scene, and I'm also going to be connecting you, the fans, as I answer Twitter questions and give you exclusive access to the music industry like no one else. So download We Like It Loud with me, Kellen Quinn, every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.
6: Hi, this is Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring, and you're listening to Loveline with that asshole, Adam Carolla, and that guy that's full of himself, thinks he always knows what he's talking
7: about, Dr. Drew.
6: I hate that guy. I could do better than that.
7: <laughs> Very, uh, and you know when he said, uh, I could do better than that, he wasn't talking about you or me, he was talking about that drop.
0: Right, right, right. It's
7: always fun when, uh, we have the, uh, like someone, what's the one where someone's pronouncing my name or, uh, I, yeah, Tom Arnold. Yeah, don't play that Mike. That's why Drew loves him so much. Fiona Apples here tonight. Phone number one 800 A V E 191 Fax number 310-854-4455. Title is the name of the CD. It is, um, well, it's been out for, uh, has it been out for a year or has it not been a year?
8: <laughs> I don't know. You don't
7: know. You um. were how old when it came out? We'll do the 18. math. 18. 18. So it's been like a year, yeah. But you're just no, turning. No, but I
8: just turned twenty, so it's been like a year and a half or something like that, maybe. But you're just
7: were you just turning nineteen when it came out?
8: Uh I d I don't know.
7: Okay. But the I point is, is it's been a uh it's been a real nice build. And the thing that's been um and here's the situation. I can't tell you uh more about your career than uh, you could tell me, but I can certainly tell you from a uh outsider's point of view, okay. the way it's went. Um When Fiona came out, it was a big deal because she's got these piercing blue eyes and she's beautiful and she's young and she sings uh, like uh, like an old soul. And it was real good stuff. And it made a big splash uh, when it came out. She was just 18 and so on and so forth. And then it seemed to die out a little bit after everyone was over the initial, hey, um, you know, the new kid in town kind of thing. And now it's uh, been swelling up again, which means that uh, her talent has actually cause that not just the newness and the uh, novelty of it would you say that's accurate um I know it doesn't yeah. feel like it to you because you just feel like you've been touring for the last uh, year and a half straight. But uh, to me, it seems like came out with a bang.
8: I'll believe you. I really have no, I have no idea. But
7: just seems like Drew. When you say uh, you've been hearing more about Fiona and seeing more about Fiona and all, all that kind of stuff, and the yes. MTV uh, new artists and right. all that business, like in the last like three <laughs> or four months. Yes. All right. I I didn't see the speech. I was not. <laughs> I,
8: mean,
7: I was there, but I was not in the uh, in the room at the time. You know, what so. we should do.
8: We should get in callers that like hate me because of my speech. I should, like, fight with people on the air. That'd be fun. Well,
7: I didn't hear it. I just, I was, um, I was doing blow with Rick James in the bathroom (laughs) Uh, during that part, but I heard that you just came out there and you're just kind of pissed off about life. I don't know. uh, I wasn't. You know what? What was it?
8: I'm sorry, but, like, I I completely stand behind everything that I said and whatever. I do, too. You know what's really funny? I did the Howard Stern show a while back, and this guy from the press called, mm-hmm. and it it was really, it was actually, it, it was funny to me, but it, in that sad kind of way, because, like, he called up and said, oh, m- wow, the, the press room was all laughing at you, like, like I was going to break or something and, and start crying or something or be very upset that the press room was laughing at me. But that's exactly what my whole thing was about. Like, why, don't care why do about care? what other people think about you. I mean, if no one understood what I said, that's fine. I did, and I said what I wanted to say, and that's what life is about. Oh, like,
7: I know? wish I could go through life that way. You don't uh, you don't have quiet moments when you question yourself and think, uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that, or I should have said this, or anything like that.
8: No, I'm, I really, I just, I'm not with the regret thing.
7: Oh, that's good. It'll set you know, it. And then you'll ignore it again later and on. And
8: I'm going to be cool for the rest of my life. That's because true. Because I said what I wanted to say at that time. Now for the rest of my life, whenever I want to do something, I'm not going to be afraid. Because I did a good job with, you know, parenting myself in that sense.
7: Oh, it's the, uh... I can only imagine what that kind of freedom must be like. I have that uh, a little bit, but it, uh... You know, I sit around at night and think about stuff I said or shouldn't have said or, you know, all that kind of crap. You wouldn't but know what to talk to. I I didn't know that about you. You know? Well, th- you, you know. know why? Because, Drew, you and I got along. Um, uh, we were thick as thieves immediately because I knew you were the kind of person that I could say whatever I wanted to, no matter how harsh it was, and you wouldn't care. Right. And so I seized upon that immediately. Right. And your wife as well. Although she does care. I just don't care. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, that's why Drew and I get along great, because uh, I yell at Drew, and Drew goes, uh, yeah, all right. Or he just walks away, or he doesn't care.
8: That's a shrink thing. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, please. You would agree with that, wouldn't you? Yeah.
9: But but it's a personal thing, too, for me, too. I mean, I I, I don't care. I mean, I don't take this thing personally. No, Uh, right, right. All right,
7: so Fiona, back to us. Yeah. What do you think? (laughs) I mean you wanna give uh, give us your assessment uh, you've done a lot of radio shows, you've done a lot of T V shows, you've been hounded by the press, I'm sure. She used to like this show before tonight. We've uh, I qu- like this quite down, Drew. We've uh, we've, <laughs> we've we've talked about our feelings. <laughs> Turn off his mic. We've been talking that was Fiona Mike, don't pay attention <laughs> to her. We've been uh, no, really. we've told you about our feelings for you. Okay. Describe uh, describe us.
8: I like you guys a lot. Mm-hmm.
7: I do. And why?
8: Um because uh, I, I like the way you play with me, because you got a little sass in you <laughs> a little bit, too, you know?
7: Yeah. And
9: but he, but I, I just learned tonight that he sit, go, sits home and broods about things he said. Yeah, uh, that's true.
8: Yeah. Oh, I uh, guess I don't all like about? you. Sorry. All right.
7: <laughs> hey, Drew. Hey, shut <laughs> Drew's mic off. All right. I'm sorry, Fiona. Continue. I got a little sass in me. Uh,
8: you got a little sass in you. You know, you're you're pleasant to be around. And, and you're yet, y- there's a little bit of you that you can't understand, which is very mysterious, which mm-hmm. is very alluring. I like that. And, um, and uh, you know, y- you're likable. Well, thank you. And what General. about Drew?
7: What about my partner? Drew's over here?
8: Drew's cool. And you know that Drew's cool because, like, I- I'm not, you know, um, I'm pretty judgmental of people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and especially of people that, like, you know Judge people's minds and, and not judge But you know I, I so. got my little history With Right With you know Therapy Right You used so. to go to your
7: therapist No but I know he,
8: He's cool He's cool He's you know his, his children are set They've got a good dad You know
7: Oh yes uh, They uh, certainly do And they got a good uncle that's me, Drew. <laughs> All right, you can turn <laughs> Drew's mic on now. We'll take a uh, call. Well, thank you for the compliments. Even though we had to uh, pry it out of you, like uh, uh, Princess Di living, uh, leaving a uh, Mercedes. Nice. We oh. Uh, oh, okay? Come on. You know what? What?
8: Congratulations! I admire that. You're very cool.
7: Oh, well, please. I mean, uh, Mother Teresa's death was a much bigger deal in, in terms of, well, probably not because Mother Teresa was done so. doing her work. I mean, I don't but think I mean, that
8: Princess Di represented something very cool, which is she had she was in a position of power and money, and she used it responsibly and benevolently. Benevolently. Yeah. And that's very rare. Most I, people, they get their money, and they forget about the rest of the world, and she did not, and that's very cool. I don't. You can't think, argue with that.
7: I, listen, I don't think um, she was a bad person by any stretch of the imagination. I think she was a real good person. Oh, I know.
8: You're just measuring whose death is more important.
7: I would say Mother Teresa did. I mean, I mean...
8: Since that's your position in this world, is to measure whose life is more valuable than...
7: I'm a yardstick. I'm a morbid yardstick. (laughs) I measure uh, whose lives were more uh, impactful (laughs) on society after they're dead. Okay. And uh, I'm going with Mother Teresa on this one. Because this princess died did a lot of good work. Took a few too many holidays for me. Always seemed to be on holiday. That was the only thing. Uh, she died when she was out on holiday. We did a lot of holidaying. That was my only uh, thing about that. Uh, Mother Teresa didn't take those holidays. We I mean, never saw any pictures with her on the, the French Riviera in well, a cigarette boat.
8: I don't think anyone really wanted to see Mother Teresa in her bathing. She would have worn a one uh,
7: piece. She's very tasteful. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I would have done Mother Teresa just to say. You know.
9: She was much <laughs> more. say. But say. Here's the, yeah. she, she was much more really involved genuinely herself personally invested in, in human suffering as opposed to creating circumstances and marketing that ha- assisted people in need
7: yeah uh, princess died in a lot of a lot of great stuff but she didn't get her hands dirty right, right. like uh, mother Teresa did karen
4: hi hey
7: you're 23
4: hi how are you guys
8: doing <laughs> good i like the way you tell people how old they are when they call
7: <laughs> i'm telling the listeners how old they are
8: Adam, you're four years me. old. <laughs> <laughs> no,
7: I mean uh, I should probably phrase it a different way. Uh, Karen is 23. She's on the Loveline radio network. What's going on, Karen?
4: First of all, I want to tell you guys I love you both. And uh, Fiona, you're a great songwriter. I think you're a great role model for girls that have been through, you know, hard things in their life, and they think they're never going to make anything. And thank you. Very good for them. Thank you. Role model. Um, I had a really dumb question. Um, basically, I'm like. 23, as we said, and I've never had a boyfriend. I never ever kissed anybody, did anything sexual. And I've heard of this thing called the Peter Pan syndrome, whatever that is. And I'm just very, very childish for my age. And I was wondering what's going on.
7: I did not know. Uh, can women get the Peter Pan sure. syndrome?
8: Well, I thought
7: that was a guy thing. Yeah, it's a but guy you thing.
8: want a boyfriend, right?
4: Um, I think I do. But then whenever I get together with a guy and I go out, I get really like I start. Acting really, really childish, and uh, until they just get, they lose interest or whatever. It's like I want to push it away. I just not. It's like I have no hormones. It's just weird. I don't have any sexual feelings or whatever. It's like. What about for girls? No, that no, no nothing.
7: But a nice try, Fiona. That was my next question. <laughs> so, Karen, you're virgin. Yeah. And um, how how much physical contact have you had with a None. man? Zero. Zero. <laughs> you've kissed a man though. No. Oh really? That's what's so. Let me weird. tell you. You haven't lived until you've kissed a man. Oh.
4: <laughs> so. That's what everybody's telling me. But wow.
7: So, and and this is not because of any religious conviction or anything like that. Uh, no. W- what's your family like?
4: Uh, well, I live with my mom. Um, my what? dad died when I was eight.
7: Mm. Mm. There you go.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I guess that could have something to do with it, but it's. All
7: right. Here's my here's my assessment of Karen very quickly. Um, obviously, dad dying at eight is very traumatic to a, a young child. And uh, this is the primary male in her life. He is uh, taken away from her very abruptly. And she's scared to reconnect with uh, any male uh, uh, for fear I, he'll be taken away. A
9: friend of mine who had a, his mother die at a young age said it's just like if you were uh, uh, in a restaurant and uh, with candles and the candles flipped over and uh, the whole place caught on fire. You saw a bunch of people die. It's Whenever you see candles now, you you're, you're just back away. You know, you can't you don't have any, mm-hmm. any interest to get near the candles. Right. Were you close to your dad before he died?
4: Uh, well, he was traveling a lot. I didn't really see him that much. It's just that, um, I don't know, it's like if my brain stopped at 8. Like I totally act like I'm right. 8 well, that old.
9: that's sort of typical of what happens when humans are traumatized. If something heavy happens to you emotionally, it blocks your further development. You're kind of stuck there because it's right. too painful to move along. Yeah. too painful to get through those feelings that are that are preoccupying you. The only
4: thing that worries me is like I'm afraid that it, when I'm going to finally meet the right guy I'm just going to push him out. Don't
9: worry about the guy fixing you.
8: I don't think
4: that you need to worry at all. In fact, I think
8: it's 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 necessary for you not to worry because if you're going to ever experience any kind of sexual pleasure, it's beca- it's going to be because you're going to feel good about yourself and you're going to be relaxed, you know. And if you start worrying about it, you know, it could be all these psychological things, it could be all these deep-rooted things, but it could also be that you just didn't meet anybody that you were attracted to. It could be, you know. It's not like unheard of for somebody to be 23 and not have kissed a guy, you know. You could be...
7: No, but when you when you when you then match that against her dad dying at eight, you see that there's yeah, but, something going on here. Yeah, but we
8: match that here on the show. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean you know, you know, just because your dad dies when you're eight, eight doesn't mean that you're going to be scared of connecting with a man. You know,
7: it's it's not necessarily true, but uh, it's probably true. And that's all we're doing is playing the odds here, Drew. Please, don't leave me hanging no, out No,
9: and and the question in my mind is what can she... Is she's is she complaining that she feels like she has arrested her development. That's her sense of herself. Is well, do you have sexual... Pl-
8: do you have sexual desires at all, or is it just like no. when you're with guys? I'm, I'm no, extremely nothing?
4: Extremely childish. I'm just... When I'm around guys, I'm everybody's friend and everything, and I just act like I'm a little girl, and guys just go like, whatever. I'm I'm so she's
9: aware of it. She's all aware right. of it. I think well, she's I stuck I read at, at read eight. Book, yeah, book,
4: and I thought... Could that be Could Peter Pan
9: syndrome be No I, that's, uh, the, you know, There are all kinds Of oversimplifications Of uh, very Peter's, complex Peter issues Peter
7: Pan's his uh, parents get killed <laughs> What happened to Peter well, <gasps> Pan he's, Oh he's a boy forever He goes to Neverland right. And never grows up That's kind of True You're watching way too much Disney with the kids Oh yes I gotta wean you off To Disney Isn't and onto funny? the porn I'm
4: like, I wanna go see All these Disney movies And I'm just very childish And I, I'm afraid I'm never gonna find Somebody that's gonna be like Alright
7: Karen We gotta go to break mm-hmm. Here's what I'm going with uh, you're stuck about the time that your dad passed away, and until you deal with that trauma, I think you're going to have a hard time moving on.
8: I got to say something about dealing with the trauma, though, because not everybody's going to be able to go to a therapist.
7: Mm-hmm. That's true. I
8: have some advice. Go ahead. Write. It Journal. really helps.
7: Journal. Your Journal.
8: Write anything or anything that, that that satisfies you as an expression of how you feel, because when you write it out, it clarifies it in your mind, and you understand yourself better, and that's.
7: That's a good point. They're, they're, I have written many an angry letter and never ended up sending it because uh, by the time I was done writing the letter, uh, yeah, I was done.
9: There, there also is, I think what you're also alluding to is that there, a, a, creativity is a solution to a lot of human problems. So yeah. the, the
7: creative solution and expression can help. Okay. Uh, that's good advice. Uh, Drew, hmm. why don't you sell the hell out of the next call? Oh, there's always Adam. Call. Here you go,
9: Adam. Adam, there is a holiday that honors masturbation, okay? Oh, yeah, because I was
7: pulling for this a few days a few days ago where I wanted a national holiday where people, I, I can't remember, a have yourself day or something. It wasn't, we weren't going to work. <laughs> where you
8: get to stay home from school and masturbate all day.
7: Well, not only do you get stay home from school, but I'd get stay home from work and you wouldn't have to play that night. And you and, get
8: extra credit and stuff.
7: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't exactly be uh, called masturbation day. But that would be a very strong uh, undercurrent of the holiday. It would be
8: like self-appreciation.
7: <laughs> what you did, here's what you did. You would stay home and masturbate and then just suck whipped cream right out of the can. If that's what you wanted uh. to do. If that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like okay. you'd pour yourself a big bowl of jelly bellies and soda. Um, and, uh, I remember your pathology soda for with sweets. Some people
9: are not that prone to that stuff. All right. All right. I'm he, he saying, was, his trauma of childhood was being deprived of
7: sweets. Whatever,
8: Basically, whatever he your thing was. Basically, he's reducing the entire me decade into a day and saying, indulge yourself and, and respect yourself and appreciate yourself and enjoy yourself. Get it out of your yourself. system.
7: Go to the beach. Right. Whatever it is you want to do.
8: Right. Because most of the people in this world that are assholes are those that don't pleasure themselves and therefore, you know, have a buck up there.
7: Right. More, uh, more masturbating, more smoking pot, and uh, more pleasuring yourself. And I think we'd have a saner world. We'll mm. be back That's after true. this. Blinds galore, everybody. Blinds galore. They're having a Memorial Day sale. I'll be on the road. <laughs> you guys be home and getting everything up to 50% off. Let's not waste time. You know how I hate that. Order free samples and uh, be ready to shop. And uh it's going to start, baby. It's starting soon. All the blinds we use here at the other shop, everywhere, it's all from blinds galore. Uh 15 free samples and... uh I mean, by the way, if you can't make the decision, if you can't squeeze the trigger after looking at 15 yeah, that swatches, point. you have uh, other problems. It's time to squeeze another trigger. Please. <laughs> oh. Free shipping, free uh, expert design is advice. Mm hmm. It's, <laughs> wow. it's all, it's a free for alls. what it is. It's blinds galore. Makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted. Check blindsgalore.com. Uh, let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. Let them know you heard it.
1: Here first Hi, this is Nev Campbell And you're listening to Loveline With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew
7: uh, Hey, you know what? I think I'm doing a movie with Nev Campbell No Yes What, what are you, the guy, uh, uh, bartender number three? Big part What? Uh, I'm going to find out the details tomorrow morning Yes Oh,
9: she is going to Well, she's not a film anymore
8: It's just, it's Scream 3 And all it is, it's Adam it's Screaming It's Adam expressing all of his Adam. demented logic Congratulations, and, and, that's And true. Nev just kind of screaming at him
7: No, artsy, uh, low budget, uh, good script And all that kind of stuff yeah. Like a real movie Congratulations oh, yeah. What are you doing it? I don't know Going in tomorrow to figure out uh, the schedule. Just
8: before he becomes a director.
7: But it was just uh, sad. I was kind of talking a little uh, smack about her on the air. Uh, Not on this show, but on another show. This Uh, morning? No, not this morning, but. uh, This this morning you were talking smack about me. Oh, I was? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, good. Uh, But anyway, this was a, you know, this is like. The morning and then the afternoon. I walked into a little room to do a, this callback for this audition. I opened the door and uh, Nev Campbell was standing in there, and I almost took a dump in my pants. Cause there's nothing scarier than that. Uh, okay, what she hear or what anybody tell her feeling when you don't know, and then you don't know if you should offer something up or just you wait apologize. for a little it, while. Yeah. I don't think she know. Okay, Fiona, Fiona Apple's here. Yeah. Okay, man. we're gonna play. Uh, what is Michael uh, leaning on you? No. Okay. So we went to high school together. I can tell them that right off. I have to. Um, we're going to hear something off a of title. You know, I, I we're just going to hear one song, though, right? Fiona's tired of hearing her own music. <laughs> I'm just making that statement because I like talking to Fiona, and I think it's such a good show, and I hate to break it up with music. Even Fiona's good music. <laughs> that yeah, was a little if you, backtracking if you play my
8: music, then see more people will know me, and then I'll be like more a little bit more famous, and that will mean that I'm a better person, and then everyone will like me a little bit more.
7: Uh, I know, but I don't. I know you're um, um, being um, facetious there, but I don't <laughs> want you to get too big and too out of control because uh, we'd like you to come back. You know what I mean?
8: I'm not going to get. We've too seen
7: big that big. happen before in this show, where people get a little out of control, and then their people start calling the show saying. um... Uh, the show's a little beneath them, and so on and so forth, and, um, you know, I just don't want you to get too big. Medium big will be fine.
8: Life is about fun, and this is fun, so I'm not going to get, you know... Good. You can't get big too big for fun.
7: The, hey, put that on a cart, Engineer Mike. You can't get too big for fun. I love that. <laughs> That's been Adam's motto his whole life. All right, because you can't get too big for fun... It is uh, it, it, because you made that statement. We are going to play "Criminal" off of the uh, title CD. I'm sure it's went, uh, has it gone platinum by now? Yes. Yes, and it's uh, it's 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 fun to make money too. Here it is. <laughs> About having a good time and uh, doing what you want to do and all that. Fiona's got one more break here and then she's. Uh... You know
8: what? That's what criminals are about too. It is. It's about it's about pleasuring yourself and kind of feeling a little bit bad about it, but doing it anyway.
7: Well, why don't you uh, why don't you pleasure yourself a little more and stay like till like
8: 11:30? You know, it's really low of you to ask me that on the air. It
7: really is. <laughs> no, I'll ask you off the air. You, you you do it. No, we're <laughs> all right. Uh, actually Drew and I don't like guests. Oh, look who
8: wants me to stay now.
7: I know, it just seems like
8: Look who's being all friendly.
7: <laughs> no, you I'm all right. Let me we gotta go to break, but let me just say this, Fiona. You're a little standoffish, you know, no, and I'm not. and so yes, you are. And when so people see that and they go, ah, I don't want to get in line. I don't want to get you know. I don't want to get shot down. I don't. I'll give her space, and then you give her your space, and now you're uh, pissed off. I'm
8: really not standoffish though. I really believe that I was born with unfortunate facial expressions that make people <laughs> think that I'm. I'm really not. I'm like I'm fine. All right, this is an know?
7: interesting point. We we got to go to break because I get accused of this too. Believe it or not, and uh, oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, you know, producer. I, A I think H I just accused you of it by yeah. thinking that you didn't okay. like me. Alright, that's right, good. Alright, right, right. when we come back we will address this and then uh, take many calls. Thank you.
2: Love line. Be right back.
9: This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want? Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you're going to lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted TrueCar certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car-buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay, download the TrueCar app today.
7: All right, Uh, it is Loveline. I'm Adam Perel, that's Dr. Drew. She is Fiona Apple, and we will be back in 10 seconds.
0: This is Loveline on Radio Station. Loveline, phone number 1 800 LOVE
7: 191. Let's see. Next week, Buck 09, Our Lady Peace, Olive. The hell's that? Uh, you're not hip to Pop, Olive, Popeye's, Drew? Uh, Popeye's girlfriend. Oh, please, Drew. They're very hot, that, that band Oh, Drew Olive. Carey next week. Uh, the Cramps, uh, Drew Carey, someone from I Men like Behaving Drew Badly. i you? never
8: seen his show, but I saw him on an interview last night. He's,
7: He's very cool. funny. And uh, Everclear will be here. Finally, our, um, our we long will lost be reunited brother. with yeah. our long-lost brethren, Art. And uh, had lunch with, uh, or dinner with uh, Dickie from the Boston's tonight. So our other breath, he gives his regards to you, Drew. Actually, he didn't bring your name up. That's just radio talk.
8: Oh, you're so in the scene. I
7: really am. S- swinging with the Boston's. All right. Uh, and tonight, swinging with Fiona Apple. Fiona, before we uh, go back to the calls. Um, and
9: as you suspect, Adam was pretty much left
7: out in high school. <laughs> no, I was actually quite popular in high school. You have a girlfriend? I was on the football team, Fiona. <laughs> 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 I was all Central Valley, you know. It's quite a uh, quite an. Conversation.
8: Oh, by the way, oh, yes. I have an idea mm-hmm. for for cheerleaders for this radio station, and they'll be called the KRO Cuties.
7: Oh, that's good. That's how Drew met his wife. <laughs> I swear to God. Wasn't your wife, like, wrangling the bikini team ten years she ago? Was, yeah, she managed them. She like wasn't that. on the bikini team. She
8: was on top of the pyramid, and Drew walked by and looked up. and uh, just
7: Looked up, up and it was love. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't wax. Drew looked up, and it was love. All right. Uh, Fiona, yes. let me just ask you before we go back to the phones. Uh, what's going on with uh, the next album? Is there, do you go to, have you started work on it? Are you nursing songs in your head? How does that go?
8: Um. Uh well I don't have a piano around most of the time so it's hard to write but um I got it all in my head uh, so I'm ready to go into the studio and everything but um I don't actually I'm not actually ready but I the, to me that's ready I like to go in when I'm not ready because well, I think that that's cool
7: when uh, when do you think you're gonna do that
8: um you know what I really don't even know when I'm gonna be able to like. Uh, sleep for a whole eight hours so I'm not really actually sure.
7: Alright, Fiona. But, I, uh, no yeah.
8: no no. As soon as I have the chance. Probably like at the beginning of the next year. Alright, but
7: here's the deal. Don't don't get on the treadmill and kill yourself, you know? You're twenty. You Except got a nice career that, going.
8: Yeah but my career depends on me so
7: I know you can suffer. Listen, I work two hours a day and complain Did for the two that? hours that I'm working. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can do it. Believe me. If he's not napping or <laughs> I watching. sleep till noon, I masturbate. Hey, till that's 2:30 what Drew was saying.
8: That's why I liked him because he said that when you get rich, you can't be funny anymore because you can't complain anymore.
7: Oh no, There's nothing to complain well, actually, about. Actually, I'm not rich, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I make a good living. I barely work, and I well, still complain. Well, there are those
8: of us that are gifted Thank enough you. to be as negative, you know, fortunately negative enough to, you know, be able to complain forever.
7: Thank you. All right. And maybe I could do a little spoken word something on your next CD.
8: <laughs> I'll write a speech for you. I'm very good at that.
7: Could you do that? Yeah. I've been renowned
8: yeah. for my speech writing.
7: I'll revise the MTV speech. I'll put it in my own <laughs> words. Lindsay. Hello? Hey, you're 13. Hi. I mean, uh, Lindsay's 13, <laughs> and she's calling from God knows what. You're
4: 13! Well. I'm from Oregon. Okay. Um, I just, first I want to say, Fiona, I really love your music. I think you're amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. And I love your guys' show a lot. I listen to it religiously.
0: Thanks.
4: But I called for Adam last week when he was saying that he wanted to have a National Masturbation Day. Yes. I wanted to tell him that someone already beat him to it and does a National Masturbation Month.
7: Hold on a Where? second. Somebody beat me to the uh, National uh, Masturbation uh, Day. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Where
9: is that? Have it's, you, ever, by the way, there's a, there's a, I don't know if this is facetious or not, but have you seen the Culver City meet thing down the street here? They have those big trucks lined up when we leave the radio station?
7: No. I'm so fixated on the amazing amount of arrows uh, that you have to wait to turn green to get out of this godforsaken Culver City dump that I never see anything else. They
9: have trucks lined up there usually around midnight when we leave, and it's it's this cow, and it's very serious. Nobody beats our meat.
7: Oh, oh, yeah, down that way, hey, Drew. You that? Yeah, I've seen the place. You're, talk, you're talking about on uh, well, I think on serious. Robertson and Venice. Yes, yes. Yeah, hey, Drew, you pointed that way. You toward it, pointed towards Santa Monica. All right, this way. No, it's they that plan way. it off
8: like they're serious, but really they're geniuses because they just got a whole lot of publicity. <laughs>
7: yeah, I always see guys standing out there in hard hats smoking, and I'm thinking to myself, I did, I did construction for uh, twelve years, never put a hard hat on. Why do you got to wear a hard hat in to cut ribs? I always see guys wearing hard hats who work at those uh the, <laughs> those rendering plants or those uh, slaughterhouses. They must have a real strong union because why do you need a hard hat working Osha. around a dead cow? OSHA. What what is Please. the worst case scenario with a dead cow? What's he going to do? Drop a, a hoof on your head or something? All right, Lindsay? Yeah. See why I can complain? What? <laughs> I love All right, so where's this uh where's this masturbation thing?
4: Um, well, Either, I can't remember who, but Victoria's Secret or an L.A. sex store started it. It's like nationwide. And it's in April. And I, I'm paraphrasing, but they said that it was um, like one of America's most practiced sports or hobbies. And the day is April 5th, I think.
7: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to start saving up. <laughs> all right. All right, Lindsay, anything else? Um, no. No, all right. You're 13. Stop talking so much about masturbation. I do <laughs>
4: I just thought you were here, to about Adam.
7: Uh, all right. I appreciate it, Lindsay. You're welcome. Okay. Adam. As if we needed oh, a
8: holiday on. designated for it. 20-year-old Adam.
3: Yeah, that's me. What's going on? I wanted to say, Fiona, I really love your music.
8: Thank you. You guys are only letting in the positive calls. You're protecting me.
7: <laughs> no, we okay. certainly are not. Thank you. There's there's a complaint for Loveline coming up. I'll, I'll go to that Oh, one. there is. Okay, good.
3: Adam, what do you want? Yeah, Um. I just want to say that, I don't know, there was this guy on. Like, maybe two or three days ago, and he was talking about how he was, like, feeling, like, kind of suicidal. (laughs) And, like, if nothing happened in his life, by the time he was 30, he was going to kill himself or something. Right. Remember
7: that Uh, guy? No. I was probably digging the insane clown posse's vibe so much at that point, I I didn't know uh, what the call was. Yeah?
3: Yeah, so anyway, I think I, like, I have that same thing, you know. You're depressed. Yeah, just really, really, just like, you know. It I know, it's just kind of like a really like kind of like trap kind of feeling. You're
9: contemplating suicide.
3: Yeah.
7: You ever tried
8: suicide, Fiona? I've never tried it, but I've contemplated it. Oh,
7: you have? Okay. Of course. Seriously contemplated?
8: Um, I don't think I'd be able to really, like... I, I, I would have a problem with the methods of doing it, but I've definitely thought at times that it really wasn't that big a deal to be alive. But then again, there's this thing... The thing about hope is that um, there's no way of, you know, getting a warning for it. You don't know that it's coming, so you can't really... That's what faith is about, you know? It's about... Uh, that exp-
9: you're going to have hope.
8: Yeah, because hope is kind of something that just appears out of nowhere, and you you never expect it, and it usually happens when you don't expect it. What about it happiness?
9: Either. Does that then follow, or could you, you expect that? Happiness,
8: you know what? I think that the whole world has completely screwed up idea of happiness honestly this, I country, really does. Do. this country yeah does. This, okay this country which yeah. is what I know I, and I, I really I, you know you'll be happy when you realize that everything's okay the way that it is because what else can it be everything's fine everything will be fine you know you'll go on with your life everything is adventure there's no way to screw it up whatever happens that goes wrong you'll correct you know it
9: but the, but there are sort of elements that people need to be happy and, and, they, and yeah. I, think, I, think, I think what we forsake oh. in this country is that you need other people and you need them in real ways to be happy I, mean, yeah. I
2: think.
9: no? oh of course but well, of course. I, that's not being they're really touted in our country our country is, is that you need your Nikes and your good car and, uh, and uh, you need to feel good about yourself and uh, just you'll do that if you have the right things and the right clothes. But
8: the real this kind thing to make you feel good about yourself is when you can express yourself and have somebody respond to you in a caring way and yes. feel like what you think and what you feel matters.
7: Hold on, I think Adam's uh, killed no, himself. Uh, Adam, is <laughs> <laughs> still alive? Uh, yeah, I okay. just
3: want to say uh, I agree with what Drew was saying about relationships because yeah. I'm 20 years old, but I've never really been in a in a relationship
7: before. Well,
9: and I'm not necessarily talking about a, a love like an intimate relationship, though those are important you sometimes friendships are sufficient to sustain you. You mean you need genuine relationships and ultimately oh, yeah, yeah, and ultimately you'll have you'll you will have a relationship with an intimate relationship. It will happen. You no matter how poorly you think of yourself right now, and I, I
7: don't know if we'll have the time to get into why you feel so bad about yourself. Hey, I was miserable when I was twenty two. I, I, I think a lot of people are. Sorry Fiona. But uh you know, somewhere for me uh, between the ages of, like, say, 18 and 23, tough years. For uh, everybody. Even okay. if you feel good about yourself, people are tough that's a tough transition. All right. So, Adam, yeah. you're not the only person who feels this way. Now,
9: if, though, let me just put a plug in for responsibility. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, that is not a normal state, and that is a symptom of how severe your depression is. And I wouldn't take those symptoms lightly. I wouldn't keep them to myself. I would talk to them to your parents or school so somebody who can get you to assistance should it become the case that you need it and indeed there are effective treatments out there and can help you You need not suffer with these things because there's things that can be done hey
7: i uh, i relied on my friends quite a bit when i was younger. fiona do you have friends
8: i have many friends i have good friends
7: did you back uh when you back, back <laughs> you're 20 <day. laughs> Yeah, i was gonna say when you're 20 that was uh that was three days ago I mean, uh, grown up, you, you had a tough childhood. You are you you went, you know, yeah. you're a little bit troubled. Did you have a lot of friends when you were 16?
8: Um, I think I didn't really know who my friends were, you know. And I think that that's a big thing a lot of people go through. And I think that I was just kind of, I mean, I remember being in a time where I was absolutely obsessed with finding a best friend. And I wanted this best friend to be like, I wanted just to be me and my best friend. And I was so obsessed with it. And I kept on hooking on to people and and latching onto them and, and realizing that, you know, they didn't. I don't know. I had a bad. I, I you
7: didn't have right. many friends. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I thought. Pat. Yeah. Uh, 41-year-old Pat, you're yeah. now on Loveline. Hey. Hey.
10: Well, yes, I'm calling to complain. Great. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll be part of the Complain Club tonight. Um, I've been listening to you guys pretty regularly since about February or March. I have an 18-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son. Um, Something I see as a glaring omission from some of the advice that you give to kids is when they call up like that guy last night who um, really could not converse too well with you and he said, oh, he's got a domineering mother. And you kind of, oh, yeah, you got a domineering mother without exploring what that means. Um, As a parent, I think this is a problem because and what does that mean? They well, clean their room, or the mother, and the mother tells them to clean their room, or the, the mother beats them?
7: Well, hold on a second. That guy was 31, and we were trying to converse with him, but he was uh, inconversible.
10: I, I agree.
7: I, now, do I'm you not, feel guilty when you,
9: when you discipline your kids? Nope. You shouldn't?
10: No, I don't.
9: Do you, do you strike your kids or anything no. like that? Okay.
10: No, my, my problem is that I, I don't like hearing on the program When when everyone says when someone calls up and says I have a domineering
9: parent and I what I hear is mm -hmm, mm oh well now I'm I'm just want to explore. well, well, hold on a second, Pat.
7: let me talk to Pat. Let's explore with her. What what I'm exploring. Relax. Shut uh, uh, shut your microphone. No, do not. Do not. Do not. not. Pat. Yes. Wasn't it about a half hour ago? I was yelling at an 18 year old kid to mind uh, his folks and to bite the bullet and to play nice. Yeah. And he, he described his mother as sort of evil and difficult, and I said, you got to live in the house and you got to kiss some ass and stop having so much attitude. Yeah, and it's yeah, his, and it's that, his that's fault.
10: Good. I agree with that. All right,
7: so but what are you complaining about? What,
10: complaining about? what I'm complaining about is when, when they say the mom is evil and you don't say how, because she makes you clean your room or because she beats you. So all these kids are across the country that are
9: listening mm, to you, Pat, I, I, we always ask that question, and here's the difference. Adam has used the term. Uh, what was the word she she just used? Uh, no. E- no, no, uh, domineering. Uh, domineering. Yeah. And really, what we're looking for is intrusive. Uh, that's that's what we're sort of exploring is whether or not it's a mother that allows the person to be a separate individual with 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 whom the parent has respect for and allows the individuation to occur. That's different than being. Aggressive, or disciplinarian, or being abusive—these are all different co- qualities of parenting, and we try to fall,
7: call out which kind we're talking about. All right, but let's talk about Pat for a second, because here's okay, what.
10: Let's, let's talk about Pat.
7: Here's what's going on for a second, yeah. here, Pat. There's a couple of issues. A, whatever it is you're accusing us of, uh, is not really something that we do. So that must mean that it's striking a chord in you. And that means there's an issue going on. Plus, I can hear your, your voice. So,
10: this is my usual voice.
7: All right. Well, that was created somewhere a long time ago. It's, um, w- where's Hubby?
10: Paralysis. Where's where's paralysis.
7: Where's Hubby? Um.
10: Well, he's at a business function tonight.
7: Mm-hmm. And you guys have been married for uh, quite some time? Yep. And do your kids have a problem with you being over-domineering? No. So... um.
10: Have, um. I have a daughter who started Cal Poly San Luis Obispo um, and is a fabulous person and thinks I'm a fabulous mom. And I have a 13-year-old son who um, we have... I got
8: something to say here. My daughter, by the way, loves you. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that's going on The acorn does fall
7: far from the tree, (laughs) as it it turns out.
8: Everything that's going on here, I just... I see no problem. You know, the bottom line is that there's some kids out there that, uh, you know, they're calling up this show because this show is a place where they can actually say what their problems are and someone actually is going to listen. And it's cool also that you can call up and complain about it, you know? Well,
10: I mean... Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I would just like when they call up and say, my mom's domineering, I would like that explored as much as...
8: I, you have are my you word. talking about in, re, for, in, in, in respect to like the mother just so that we can understand oh, exactly no, no, what it is, or mother, just for the, the kids mother. to take kids' problems seriously?
10: Sorry? I, I didn't hear. Who are
8: you concerned for? Are you concerned for the mother or the kid?
10: Um, I'm concerned for my daughter's friend who's sitting at home listening to the radio going, oh, yeah, my mom's domineering too. And, and it's not the same kind of thing.
9: All right. Again, mm-hmm. we, we're trying oh, to. And, co- and, and All right. No, let, me, let me um, clarify. No, uh, no uh, we've gone uh, long uh, enough with that. Let, let me clarify it's intrusive versus abusive versus discipline. Listen. Very different each quality.
7: call is handled on its own merits. It depends on who we're talking to. Obviously, we can't question somebody when somebody uh, we can't question the person they're speaking of. When somebody says my mom is over domineering and I feel suffocated, uh, et cetera, et cetera, we have to take their word for that and move on right. with their yeah. problem. We can't get a rebuttal from mom. Who has to uh, yeah, Pat, come we in? Will and present we her. Will, we okay. will always
9: be sensitive to what oh, the reality no we is. Oh, I'm yeah, plenty
7: yeah. sensitive enough. Are you kidding? I just yelled at an 18 year old you I goofball, know. Pat. I, I just well, yelled at the guy to mind his mom, <laughs> didn't yeah. I? Yes, you did. Well, how much more sensitive does a guy have to be? Basically,
8: it ain't family court. You call in, you say your problems, and we're on your side, right?
9: Right. Vic- no, no. We off- We usually or
8: where we. I mean, but you got to, you know, kind of believe unless. Right. You
9: yeah. got to make certain assumptions. Right. Yeah.
7: Victoria.
8: Hi, Adam. Hey, Drew.
7: Hi. Victoria.
8: How's it going? I just wanted to say hi there. you guys are great. Thanks. (laughs) Anyway, I think it's a great forum, and I think you do a great service for the Teens of America today. Thank you. And I just called to congratulate you and say you're great. And, Fiona, I love you. You're my idol. I loved your MTV Video Award speech. Thank you. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. You didn't kiss butt to your agent. You didn't, like, try to... (laughs) Win everyone's heart with Diana, you just said what you had to say and won my heart personally. Thank you. That's all I wanna say. Thanks. Thank you,
9: Victoria. I was saying he felt the same way about the spice girls when they dedicated. See songs.
8: now I gotta say something about myself. I gotta like I gotta congratulate myself because this girl would not have spoken up about how she felt unless mm. unless some people unless I had said what I said and some people didn't like what I said. That's what you gotta do. You just gotta stir it up. Doesn't matter you know, it doesn't matter exactly what you do. You just gotta stir it up and make people talk. I like people okay. thinking for themselves. That's why I like the complaints.
7: And people don't actually care anyway. They just they just want something to talk about and some place to focus uh, their I negative just, energy. I see
8: great danger. I see great danger of this entire, you know, nation turning into a bunch of sheeps that are just following, I don't know, media and magazines and things like that. And all I want is for people to just remember that the real the real deal is what's in your own head. The real deal is what really matters, is not, you know, all of this I hype. Yeah.
7: This is why I never read Fiona. Thank you for illustrating that point. <laughs> uh Maria. Yeah, hi. Hey, you're seventeen year old Fiona Amber. Oh, yeah.
8: uh,
4: I love you so your show guys, and I just wanna to talk to Fiona.
8: Hey.
4: Hey. I I started reading Man my Angelo because of you, I'm gonna get the book tomorrow. Oh, cool. Yes. Uh and I was wondering I was reading the newspaper that you're gonna be on tour? Yeah. Uh are you gonna stop by here in LA
8: or in LA? Yeah. Oh,
7: when I are you going to make it out to LA? I,
8: I have. Oh wow. Do you know that I'm like the last person to know about these things, and I'm exactly the wrong person to ask. Yeah, they're making <laughs> sign, uh, sign language. They're too. making sign language. Well, I wrote um, the management, thing, but I haven't. December. Which
9: month? October second. December. No.
7: Twelfth. December. Twelfth. True.
8: December. In December. Well, Two is October.
7: All 5th. right. December, Just 7 need 7 to 20. know the day. 8th. Be around uh, early. Uh, early December.
3: All right.
7: All right? (laughs) All right. You'll know it because she'll be back on the show plugging it. All right. All right? All right. All right. All right. Oh, all right. Fiona's got to go. We can talk for just another second, though. One thing we never did get to is um, uh, I think we are talking about it right before we went to break uh, about 11 o'clock, which is uh, I I think um, people's perception that sometimes I'm aloof or standoffish or mean or what have you. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm like you are uh, in certain ways. I I don't talk too much unless it's someone I really want to talk to and I just sort of let people do their thing.
8: Can I just say this to make us both feel better about this? Because lots of people will say that we're aloof and, you know, snobby or shy or whatever and we'll get frustrated because we'll be misunderstood. But the thing is that we have tact.
7: Ah, huh, that's good. And, and I was... I Not was, Adam. No, no. Tacked. No, I can't no, no. tact.
8: Well, okay, yeah. Tact right. is... I'm is, sorry. Forget it. <laughs> all right. But let me, uh,
7: you, I think you're uh, you're mixing tact and tacky, but...
8: <laughs> we you, just... No, we just don't. We just don't talk, you know, to just talk. to hear ourselves talk.
7: Well, there's a lot of comedians it, who just uh, do nothing. They can't turn off the comedy. Is it shyness? I can't turn it on, actually. Is it shyness, <laughs> by the way? Is it what? For me?
8: Either Either is you. it yeah.
7: Shyness. Yeah,
9: shyness?
8: I'm shy. no.
7: I am I am
9: too Is it?
8: I'm not shy You're never shy I'm not shy I'm really really A lot of people think That I'm shy And I I, I think that I was Convinced of that for a while Mm. Listening to other people's Opinions of me But I'm not shy I just don't talk When I don't need to talk
7: Drew we addressed this About a week and a half ago And here's basically What I figured out Uh, If you're good looking And slender like Fiona And you don't talk Your bitch is full of yourself If you're uh, big and fat And you don't talk Everyone feels sorry for you. Oh, look at her. Come here. Come here. Talk. Oh, look, look at that. Look at that. They feel so badly mm-hmm. about their self-image that, they're, that society has uh, squashed their voice. This is horrible. You poor dear. They don't like that. They, but um, that, that's why fat people always talk. Fat people are never quiet. You ever think about that, Drew? Look at um, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> not, not quiet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, enough of my... Uh, no, really, I'd rates. like to
8: hear you elaborate on that <laughs> theory.
7: Oh, he will. Fiona, <laughs> I swear to God, if you were 270 pounds and uh, covered with pimples and you had frizzy hair and you sat and kept to yourself, people would say that poor dear. Somebody go up and talk to Once her. Once
8: I was out of high school, people would say that when I was in high school, I don't think that anyone would be feeling bad for me. I think they'd all be kind of, you know...
7: Uh,
9: That's an interesting point. People are cruel at certain ages of development Well, That's true But Quite then they definitely. make up for it later By feeling sorry for all the people they abused Right Going I mean, You over had part. somebody in your high school Actually died of of Right Well she killed herself Because she was so badly abused all the way through
7: she, uh, not in high school, but years after high school, she, her name was Stephanie. She'd just uh, been kicked around for so many years that she, uh, I heard she killed herself later on. And then I thought about it, and I thought I was really relieved that I never kicked her around because, uh, in 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 a way, everyone who kicked her around was uh, somewhat, you know, it's not murder one, but it's uh, murder uh, one thousand. You know what I mean? You're a little bit responsible. You're you're one sleeping pill in the 100 that you took if you were part of the kicking process. Anyway, on that grim note.
8: Wait, you know what though? What? I gotta do this. I gotta do this go before ahead. I go. I have to say something about what I did say at the MTV Awards because I I'd like people to actually understand what I was meaning, and it has to do with what we were saying, like when we were during break, and I said that I think that I think that Hollywood is a bunch of people that were misfits in high school that are trying to relive that situation and trying to become the absolute ultimate cool senior clique of the world, which is Hollywood, and what I was saying on my speech was that. I just don't like that that mentality that we all have now that that we know one is cooler than the other one that like people You know when you're in high school, and you're the freshman You know you think that the seniors got better lives you think that they have a higher quality of living And you feel bad about yourself, and they let you feel bad about yourself And they make you feel bad about yourself to make themselves feel better and then all of us who were freaks, we come out and we come, we get into Hollywood and all of a sudden everybody thinks that we're so cool and everybody on the other side of the TV starts feeling like freshmen all over again. And I don't like that that's the way that the world works. I don't like that everything, for, pe- for most of people to, to make themselves feel good, they have to push other people down. And I just don't believe it. And I personally think that everyone that doesn't like my speech either didn't listen or... They just want people to. No, I like just tell them, them they can
7: kiss your ass. Go ahead, it'll feel good. Kiss my ass, Adam.
8: <laughs>
7: oh, there you go. Jesus, engineer Mike. He sits there with his thumb in his ass for three quarters of the show, and then pow, he pulls a rabbit out of it. All right. Well, there you go. We got it on card. Fiona Apple. Thank you very much. Titles the name of the CD. Uh, get some rest and uh, seriously, um, don't get run around too much. Okay. We want to want you fresh, and uh, I guess when you're back in town in December, you will. Uh, Grace us with an appearance. Yes, of <laughs> an assumption, Adam's making. Thank you. <laughs> and you know what? Me and Fiona are gonna hug during the commercial. Okay. Is that cool?
8: Yes, because I like you, and you like me, and we can do it, and we're not shy.
2: Love line will be right back. Why? Because we like you.
0: Hi, this is Phil Henry. Why is our podcast different? From anybody else's. Quite simply, it's because every voice you hear on my podcast is mine.
3: Dealing with a bunch of numbskulls. Well, I hope you're not referring to me. Well, no, Margaret, I'm not referring to you. These are the dimwits. Well, you better
7: not be referring to me.
3: Who said I better not?
7: I mean, you, I, mean I hope you're not referring to me. That's better. No, I'm not. I thought it
3: would be interesting.
0: The Phil Hendry Show podcast, available now on Podcast One and philhendryshow.com.
2: This is Psychic Kenny Kingston, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
7: Hey, yes you is. Time for Kenny to come back. Yeah. It is. I got a nice hug off that Fiona. Really quite a hug. You all right? It's like she'd been waiting to hug me for a while, you know? I, I think there's something there, Adam. Kissed my ass, Adam. Yeah, She was chomping at the hugging bit. I think I rented that. All right. Uh, the lovely Fiona Apple. I'm uh, always glad to see her, and... Um, I think we'll see her pretty soon when, they, when she comes back in town. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number three one zero 854 We'll talk to John, who's 30. John? Hi. Did you call the show last night? I sure did. And we never got to you? Correct. And you're on hold for how long?
11: Uh... Uh, hour and a half
7: again tonight. So, hour and a half last night, hour and a half tonight. Well, two hours last night, hour and a half. Oh, jeez! Over two hours. I I thought Maybe this is some kind of record. Okay, he needs an award. Yeah.
3: I, I was very patient as a little kid.
7: You, I'm going to send you over the Adam Carolla commemorative loser medallion <laughs> for being uh, age 30 and on hold with a teenage uh, angst show for uh, now. Four hours. What is uh, coming on to four hours? But, John, ask your question, please.
3: Okay.
11: Uh, well, my, my my basic question is uh, uh, I've been seeing a um, psychologist for about a year. And, uh, oh, about a year ago he started uh, me. Well, it's, it's through the county, and, uh, and they have psychiatrists, and they... Uh, tried uh, several different uh, antidepressants for me or had me try them
7: hold on a second john you know whenever we have someone on hold for two hours and never get to their call even though we really can't judge who the caller is based on the one line that's written here on the screen has a masturbation problem is what this says we always seem to be right to have never gotten to them <laughs> do, do you ever notice that drew What is that? You have amazing instincts. Yes. There's no way we should have been talking to this guy, John. He could have been on hold since I was in the fourth grade. We shouldn't be talking to him. But now we got him. All right. John? Go ahead.
11: No, no, I I haven't been doing anything like that while I was on hold.
7: Okay. We're right to the question.
11: But anyway, um, uh, I I had uh, reactions to every single antidepressant they tried me on except one that was only at seventy five milligrams and when they normally just prescribe about two hundred milligrams.
9: What kind of reactions are you talking about?
11: Oh, I... I, uh, Well, one of them was Zoloft.
9: What kind of reactions were you
11: having? Uh, With that one I had (laughs) uh, nausea, uh, loss of judgment, loss of depth perception. I felt sick.
7: Okay, that's enough. Now, what's your question?
11: Um, well, that that drug I only tried for like a day, and my my uh, psychologist wants me to try one for like a week. You're
9: talking about the one that you didn't have a bad reaction to?
11: No, like Zoloft again.
9: Okay. What was the one
7: you didn't have a bad reaction to?
11: I don't remember that. That was I haven't taken that one since okay. like about the first of the year.
7: All right. Why don't you go ahead and take the one that you don't have a bad reaction to?
11: Because after a while, I... It, it drives me nuts. My emotions don't go anywhere, and I, I feel like it—it it, it kind of blocks some natural thinking process that that I'm supposed to have. That just—
7: Well, sometimes you have to make uh, concessions for sanity. That's going to be the name of my next book: "Concessions for Sanity." Uh-huh. I mean, y- yes. Um, if you're a rapist and you take some drug where you lose a little sex drive, that's all right. Okay. <laughs> You know, I mean, what I'm saying is, John, and I, I don't want to be uh, mean-spirited or anything, but you, you have some emotional problems and probably uh, some chemical imbalance difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 yeah. here's the thing, as is, is sad as this may sound, you don't need to be uh, running down the beach like you're filming a douche commercial. What you need to do is hold down a job, uh, have a relationship, uh-huh. uh, watch a little football on Sundays, and, and not and kill not, yourself. And not have... Terrible side effects. Some side effects are. All medicines
9: have side effects.
11: Yeah, but you know, like the Zoloft. You know, I I drive for a living.
7: Oh no boy.
11: And uh, that that I mean, one day that was it. I couldn't do it. I I'm I actually missed uh, eight days of work with them trying different. All right,
7: but what is your question?
11: Oh, <laughs> if if uh, my 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 therapist says that. After taking Zoloft for one week, my body should adjust to it, and it should be, I wouldn't have the noisy and all that. That's
7: possible. All right. That's possibly true. I can't, remember I said we got to burn through some calls? Yep, let's go. What happens? All right. John, listen to your therapist. Your therapist knows you better than Drew or myself. Yeah. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Matt, you're 16.
1: Hey, hey uh, Drew and Adam, how's it going? Matt,
7: good. I, I, I hate to brush aside a call or what have you, but people don't ask their questions, and we got to move on with the show. There, if your therapist is telling you to take soul off and your body will adjust, uh, we trust the therapist completely. Yeah. Matt, you're 16.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, I just like to say I think you guys are doing a great service to the community, and I uh, like the show a lot. Nice. Thank you. Okay. Um, my problem is that um, situation is I've been going out with this girl for a little over a year now. And uh, prior to us going out, we've been really good friends and stuff and really close and, you know, everything. And I care about her, like, more than I have any other girl that I've ever gone out with. And I have trouble with her sometimes when we start to get intimate. I just – I don't want to push too much stuff. How you know, old is she? Just because I care about her. Huh? How old is she? Uh, she's the same age.
9: All right. What's your question?
1: Um, Just – I think we're at the point where we're – I feel that I'm ready and she's kind of ready too, to, to have sex, but – She's, she's kind of said that because of her, you know, beliefs and stuff with her religion, that she kind of doesn't want to. But then on the other hand, she, you know, I know she kind of does because she kind of hints that she does. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really know how to approach her about it. And I don't know mm-hmm. if we just get into it one time and just, you know, kind of go for it or, the, for it or what.
7: Here's, yeah, truth has his own feelings on this, I'm yes. sure. But that's why I'm going to have his mic shut off and I'll speak his feelings. No. Um. Here's the situation with all guys who are trying to get in a girl's pants. You may very well get in their pants. You may have a few uh, margaritas. One thing may lead to another. You may be successful in the penis approach. The problem is, is uh, there will be no second approach to that particular uh, um, landing strip for yeah. the uh, for the for, for the. Uh, uh, well, I was going to say DC ten, but the uh, DC <laughs> five and a half. You understand? Yeah. It, it may You may achieve your short-term goal, but then she'll start feeling guilty. Not she'll not. feel bad about herself. She will take all the stuff she feels about herself, and she will turn it right on your ass, Matt. And uh, you, you'll get no more, and then you'll start fighting, and then there'll be trouble. Yeah, that's yeah. if you push. And and that's the, if you push.
1: The thing is, like I care about her way too much. To right. Good. To uh,
9: uh, th- this will evolve naturally by itself. I mean, you should look for opportunities to talk about it. And feel free to express yourself physically, but respect the boundaries that she seems to be putting forward. And talk about it, though. You, you Listen, as this relationship goes around, along, there'll be ample opportunity to talk about it. Do you think they'll ever get into that sort of awkward phase where they just can't talk about it? No.
7: That block? I don't know. I know when you're in a relationship, whether you're 16 and virgins or 35 and you both uh, banged half of North America... Until you consummate the relationship, there's always a little awkwardness that sort of hovers around. It's a little unspoken thing. It's a little um, there's a little tension, not necessarily these bad. Are, these are
9: sixteen-year-old virgins, though, right?
7: Yeah, um, I, it's a little I, different. I guess, but when you've been, but but there's even more pressure put on them by the fact that they're virgins. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean, saying? It's an issue there, and if there's they don't talk a about it. Yeah. There's always a little something floating around, yeah. and sometimes you just want to sort of kid it over with. That's mm. why I always have sex in the parking lot uh, on the first date of the theater. You're all class. That's right, because I want to be able to enjoy the movie without that whole sexual tension thing going around. You know what I mean, Drew? No.
2: Okay. Mm. The phone number for Loveline? 1 800 Love 191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. Because sometimes you need a little fun with your sports. It's not a sports show.
0: This is a me show.
2: The Steve Zabin Show from Yahoo Sports Radio.
0: Charlie, how soon before Scott's daughter Instagrams her?
2: Sports d- talk with fun and frivolity.
0: Are you out of your mind? I am mean, talking about a sports show. God, I sound terrible, don't I? Ugh, oh, excuse me. Hello and welcome. <clears throat> Take three.
2: Listen to the Steve Zabin podcast on Podcast One. Just search Zabin. C Z A B A N.
6: I got carried away. I'm very sorry.
4: This is Florence Henderson. Remember me? Well, you're listening to Loveline.
7: Oh, yeah, you are. I think that drop was from before I was on the show. You betcha. Uh, cut my name right out. Didn't have my name on there. She was on here with her husband. Really, Mister? Uh, they were
9: doing Mr. Brady. What do those think they were doing? There used to be this sort of little community-based. Uh, what the hell were those things? Those little gatherings they used to have that
7: celebrities used to do. What oh, are you talking, uh, about? You're talking about? Forget it. That's called a sitcom. Uh. When celebrities get together and have a little gathering? Yeah. So it's, a, it's a sitcom. Uh. Somebody write those things? <laughs> Doesn't really seem like it. Uh. No, it does. You know why? It would be better if they didn't. I think about 80% of sitcoms would be better if the actors just improvised. Yeah. If you really think about it. Yeah. Instead of, uh, damn, baby, your feet smell. Woo! <laughs> my homage to the uh, WB network there. Chris. Yeah. You're 20.
5: Exactly. My question is this. Uh, about Actually, it was the 4th of July. I uh, went to a party and I partook of about five hits of acid and smoked some pot. And uh, <laughs> I, I guess funny, I. But he
7: needed the weed.
5: Exactly. We well, took
7: the it, five it, hits of acid, but uh, you weren't getting off.
5: It was it was after I, I dropped the acid. It was something to do in the meantime.
7: Right. I know there's a little downtime, Drew. You don't know when you take the acid. You got to kill like uh, an hour or so before you really start coming yeah, onto it. Exactly. nice.
5: So as if that wasn't enough, I, I pretty much went whack, and um, I ended up finishing the night by jumping off a, a deck about 30 feet down, swan dive onto some concrete.
7: Right on. And, really uh, on the concrete.
5: Yeah, I got life flighted to the hospital and everything. Good time. And uh, the the thing is, is I've never really been. I mean, I have. I've gone through, you know, high school, bummed out and stuff, but I've never been like suicidal or anything.
7: And but I'm let like, me ask you this. Hold yeah. on a second, Chris. Why uh, five tabs? Five. I mean, like, I've take, I took a half a tab once. Mm-hmm. That's the most acid I've taken in my entire life. I took a half a tab because I thought I would freak out if I took a full tab. And I got a little weird on half a tab. Mm-hmm. So five tabs to me would just, just like—it'd be like you wanted to kill yourself or something. I mean, uh, it seems to me that he, drugs are to be enjoyed. <laughs> right. I well, mean, the reason you, you take some mushrooms, you take some acid, you smoke some weed is you're going like, to party down, enjoy yourself and get your kicks and all that kind of stuff. Right. Five tabs. does it doesn't seem like you could even function?
11: Well,
5: you know, I don't. I mean, I've always been just like a recreational pot smoker. You know, I, I go to college, keep a job, not had a problem. And I, I done, I'd only done acid like twice before. And the time before that, I'd done it. I it was from the same guy that I got the same stuff. And I actually did four hits, and it really, I mean, it was, you know, ooh, pretty colors. It was no big deal. And I actually never really liked
7: it. Yeah, but Chris, uh, yeah. you're still not answering my question, which is why a guy who didn't do much acid. Would just take he even took, f- he he took four. A yeah, bit. but why take? Why would you take
9: four? Somebody probably told him to.
5: Yeah, basically. Somebody I mean,
9: advised I, him what to take.
5: My, I really had never really done it much. I mean, yeah. it was basically an experimental thing. My friend. I mean. Uh,
7: they told him what to do. He did. All right. all right. All exactly. uh, uh, right. Uh, all right, you robot. You acid, All right. So what's the question? Answered, so robot. The
5: question is because of that. Do you think it's just because of the stuff that it made me just go whack? Do you think my parents want me to see counseling? I, and I feel fine. I mean, I'm, you know, other than the fact that I broke both my arms, I felt <laughs> fine. But they're like, well, you know, there must be some deep inner problems or something like that down there.
9: As to why you're using
7: drugs in the first place? No, as to why he did why what this unleashed in no, him. No, acid
9: doesn't unleash things. It just screws with your chemistry. makes your brain fire in ways that it wouldn't fire otherwise, and you do right. weird things.
5: And, and I, I'll be and honest. It, and it
9: kills brain cells in the process. I'll, I'll
5: be honest, and I can say it to anybody out there, I, would, I mean, I would never do it again, and <laughs> I guess let it be a warning. I, I bit it in the ass pretty hard.
9: Well, look, the, the, I, 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 I'm sorry you suffered, but I welcome the bad trip. It's the best news for somebody that's using acid because the people that really have profound long-term severe neurologic psychiatric problems are those that continue to enjoy acid and continue to use it and use it and use it and uh, i every day i admit another person to the hospital with the the rest of their life impaired from that drug
7: let me tell you a little story i mentioned that i was uh, swinging with uh, dickie from the boston's a little bit earlier tonight yeah
9: I keep bringing that up too
7: and uh you know we're real tight and dickie you watch me eat again yeah, watch your the meat, yeah.
9: What, what did he have for dinner?
7: He, uh... I bought him the damn dinner. Sausage. And the record just went platinum, and I'm buying the dinner. What kind of crap is that? Here's... No, he didn't eat a bunch of fatty stuff. I, I took him to a good place. But here's the deal. He was telling me that, uh... He once had to take a, take a train from Santa Barbara back to Boston when he was 20. He was telling about this whole wild Mexico trip he took when he was 20. He just took off on his own from Boston, and he got on a train alone, and he went to Mexico for like a month and just uh, lived there off uh, a couple hundred bucks. And then, When he was taking the train back, he had no money. He had $5, and he said he bought a loaf of bread and a tub of peanut butter, and he lived on this uh, three-day train trip back to Boston on nothing but peanut butter. Sandwiches, And he said, that was the last peanut butter sandwich I ever ate. And I thought to myself uh, after this call, maybe you ought to just uh, give your kids a couple tabs of acid (laughs) right now, freak them out, and that'll be that. I mean, that is that. That's how the mind works. uh, Dickie will never eat another peanut butter sandwich now.
9: Aversive conditioning.
7: That's what I like. Alvin. Yeah. You're uh, you're 17. What's going on?
6: Not much. Uh, I just need a little advice here. Uh, met this girl about three years back. Uh, been off and on uh, ever since. I broke up with her a couple times, and she cheated on me. And then I went back to her. We were together for a little while again, and then she did it again. This mm-hmm. most recent time, just come
7: well, I think she has that of her system, true.
9: <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, What's the is, question? Well, no, I don't really have the question. I just, it's just more, more or less. I just need advice. I, she, she's genuine when she talks to me. She's not. Huh?
9: Well, she may mean it. But she may mean it. She, she may really be- mean it, but that doesn't matter.
6: But your, her actions don't really follow. Yeah, follow she can't. She, she can't. Who'd uh, she cheat with? The same guy,
7: and it was one of my Actually, one of my closer friends. Uh, what, a, what an amazing predicament! Uh, <laughs> <I've> never, <laughs> We've heard never this heard before. this one. Yeah, amazing. Whoa, hold on, Drew, write this down. Uh, Alvin. Yeah. Here's the situation. Just because she knows it's wrong, and just because she's sorry, and just because she uh, has uh, what seemed to be genuine feelings for you, does not mean she's going to stop doing what she's doing. Right. As a matter of fact, most people who do stuff that they shouldn't do don't necessarily want to do it and don't necessarily like themselves for doing it.
6: Yeah, yeah she, didn't, she didn't like You know what I'm
7: saying, Drew? Yeah, I hear you. I mean, people that are strung out on heroin don't like doing heroin the next day. I, I really don't think they do, and I don't think people who murder like murdering. Right. I, I just think they have to. And until that part of their psyche is corrected, uh, then there's going to be murdering. Then there's going to be heroin. Then there's going to be cheating. Mm-hmm. And at age seventeen or sixteen or uh, however old she is, she ain't going to work this one out.
6: You don't think so, huh? No.
7: Nope. Sorry, Alvin. It okay. has nothing to do with you. Well,
6: that so. that's the thing. She said. She said it did have. Said that it did have some things to do with me.
7: Like what? That's even worse.
6: Uh, not not enough attention. Uh, right. Well.
9: All right. No, maybe, maybe you could change. Now, maybe Alvin. you could change things, but oh, I, I wouldn't expect it. Where's her dad?
6: Uh, her parents are divorced. She still sees her dad on the weekends, but mm. he he's still in the picture. He just uh, she doesn't see him, you know. Every Is he day. alcoholic or anything? Uh, not that I know of.
7: Does she like him?
6: Uh, I've never met him. I've only met. Does her she two. like him? Yeah, she likes her dad, but she doesn't like her stepfather.
1: Ah,
7: mm. yeah. good enough. Alvin, it really doesn't have anything to do with you. For she, so she just che- cheat on me. anybody. Just forget her then Yeah, it's not even I wouldn't even be mad at her oh, I'm just,
3: not
6: I don't, I, The thing is I, n- I never got mad at her for it and Because I don't know Maybe if it wasn't My feelings weren't strong enough for her Or what but. Yeah,
7: doesn't sound like You're in it anyway But listen, she's a cheater And uh, what do cheaters do? Cheat Mm-hmm And um, what do players do? Play And what do Abusers Abusers do? Abuse What do sodomizers do? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you after the show Jennifer you're 13, you little pumpkin
12: <laughs> Yeah, I want to say you guys are great And I really love your show Thanks. I can't say I'm a long time listener Because I'm only 13 All right. <laughs> but, um, I do have a problem I have OCD And I'm clinically depressed And I like don't know where I stand And I feel like I don't have a life And I just I don't understand anything And I feel alone I have nobody to talk to
7: Fiona that hey, is a young Fiona
12: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. You got
7: to start playing the piano, sweetie. Huh? Do you play any instruments?
12: Um, no.
7: I would pick up the tuba if I were you, Jennifer.
12: The tuba?
7: It's a happy instrument, that boom, boom, boom.
12: (laughs) Well, I'm not happy, so. All
7: right, Jennifer, we're going to help you. Uh, You're on medication?
12: Yeah, I've been on four antidepressants, four different antidepressants within the month.
7: Mm-hmm.
9: Alright, well y- you're under care Somebody is paying attention to the fact that you're suffering with this right now
12: Yeah, but I don't feel like it I just feel alone
9: Where are your parents?
12: Um, my dad left when I was one mm. And I don't get along with my mom Yeah. And I hate my stepdad
9: Do you have any brothers and sisters?
12: I have a sister that is 21 And I never see her We don't get along Are you close to anybody? No
9: Could you find a friend?
12: I, I'm. I was thinking the same thing that Fiona was saying that she was tr- got tried to get too attached to one friend and I try and do that and it doesn't work. Well, no. it hurts me, and I really don't it have any. It's
9: probably problem. the choices and who you. Who's who's
7: taking need. you in to get the medication and that kind of thing?
12: Um, my mom took me to the doctor for a normal checkup, and I just started talking about, to my doctor about being upset, and she tested me for depressed and everything and I was diagnosed with OCD when I was seven and
9: Are you seeing a psychiatrist or who's treating you? What kind of doctor?
12: Um, my normal physician and I'm seeing a psychologist. All right. okay. But I was suicidal when I was ten. Ooh. Hey Jennifer. Hmm?
7: Here's my take. I think your mom cares about you more than you think. I think your stepdad cares about you more than you think. I just think you're at a, you know, stage in life where you're not ready to accept that from anybody and you just think uh, everyone's against you and nobody cares. I mean, you got a mom that's, um, you know, taking you in and looking after you, at least at least to that extent. And, you know, the thing about stepdads is uh, I don't want to defend step parents too much, but it's a real tough situation when somebody comes into a picture and there's depression and there's, uh, cl- you know, there's clinicians and there's psychologists and you get right in the middle of it. And you you don't know how to react. It's not your kid. You know what I'm talking about, Drew? I mean, oh, yeah? think about what a handful oh, yeah. uh, that would be. I'm sure he's handling it and the the and most step parents, uh, many
9: step parents don't have kids. So they don't really understand what parenting is. And they're stepping in the middle of it.
7: And listen, Drew, think about what you'd do your kids oh. if they weren't your blood. <laughs> you just, you know what you'd do to your kids? You'd get one of those uh, those things you used to, uh, when you got to travel, you put your dog in. <laughs> and you just put them all in, in three separate ones and put a blanket over it. <laughs> can you do that, Drew? Uh,
9: just in my dreams.
7: You'd do that. You really would. Think I mean, it. you wouldn't worry about it. You just you don't worry about the repercussions and stuff I mean you just You're you know. not
9: connected the same way Or you, you expect it to be la la and fun and, and uh, pleasant And you don't really understand how kids are
7: Alright but I'm not sure what anybody could do For Jennifer to convince her that they cared She needs to find
9: some peers though She
7: really needs to connect you, with some uh, friends Listen you friends. all you uh, poor miserable depressed people out there And I'm not saying that facetiously You gotta have friends I was depressed I didn't have a good life I didn't have a good family life Uh, So on and so forth. But I always had a ton of friends, and uh, that was my salvation. And now I'm repaying them by letting them work on my house all day while I yell at them. God bless the
2: friends. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. Right back.
7: All right, Drew and I are talking about something. we got to get back to it. Not on uh, the air, though. No, Bucko 9 uh, Monday. And, uh, yeah, Drew Carey will be in and the cramps. And, uh, of course, uh, Olive, who uh, if you've not been to Olive, you've not. We'll get into Olive. All right, uh, big show. Uh, Everclear, uh, also. uh, That's a week after that. Alright, I want to thank Fiona Apple. Uh, She is a sweetheart, and we'll see her back here soon, and and, uh, I want to thank all you two. So until next time, this is Adam Crow for Dr. Drew saying, mahalo.
6: This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer, Ann Wilkins.
5: This broadcast was copyrighted in 1997. Westwood, is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records.
3: Sit, oboe. Oboe, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.